Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. at the end of September now and we've been running all of these contests for various things the the art apocalypse the uh, monster mash and i almost forgot about the most important contest of the year it's time to get rolling the annual halloween costume contest oh yeah oh. so the deadline for the annual halloween costume contest is november 1st that is a sunday you can enter your submissions just send it to us through email at the cast at the crit show podcast.com. And the prize that we will be giving away is a handcrafted leather dice box by Natural 20 Leathers. Uh, they sent me a, a picture of it the other day uh, and has got the Crit Show logo on it and they have painted on the leather, uh, but it is a, a handcrafted leather dice holder. That's so cool. And I can't imagine we won't toss some dice into it. Oh, yeah. And then keep it. And then keep it for ourselves. And, and never mind, this is not your prize anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so just like last year, any character you want to do from any of the shows that we have done, we also accept pet submissions and costumes because who doesn't love pet submissions and costumes? But the pet gets the dice container. That's yeah. true. Like, yeah. you don't get it. We'll put, like, milk bones or catnip in it, depending <laughs> on, instead of dice. Now, last year, I think, wasn't there something where it was like, if you sneak in the Crit Show logo, you get an extra submission or something? Yes, that is very... Wait, who is this? Who's this other voice on the line? <laughs> we seem to have some interference. <laughs> Megan, welcome to the intro. I hacked your phones. It's fine. I'll go. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So spoiler, if for some reason you are accidentally listening to this episode before <laughs> the last couple episodes. That would suck. Can you, if, you're, if your pod chaser <laughs> oh, just like man. started playing out of order. the recent episode and you're like, oh, I wonder what's. No. So welcome, Megan. Welcome to the intro. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, that is a very good point. Uh, if you are able to get the Crit Show logo into your photo somewhere, you will get two submissions for the costume contest, and the submissions will be drawn at random. Though I have to admit, we've kind of gotten to a point in the sense of having various types of swag and prizes to give away. Maybe we could also each choose a favorite and, and send a little something out to some other folks. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Can we say then, what each of us, what ideally we would like to see to encourage people? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh. Go for it. All right. I want to hear everybody's called shot. If you could see any any costume related to the show, what would it be? Uh, I want to see somebody dressed as a tentacle coming out of a well. <laughs> uh, yes, the voice in the well. I want to see somebody be just a pile of ants. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one that I would like to see, because I have been working on it off and on, but it kind of got put to the side because we haven't had a chance to do any photo shoots lately. I, I want I want a Mosquito Dan. I want to see yeah. a Mosquito Dan costume. Yeah, that's That'd good. Be great. The more cartoonish, the better for me. <laughs> uh, I want to see somebody dressed as O'Doyle's car. Oh, I see. <laughs> 
I want like a transformer style, like made out of all the cardboard pieces can get down and be the car. If you can do a group photo and do the car, uh, Damien and the slushy, like all together. Somebody oh. is the slushy. Oh, like like, a mascot in, yeah. like in Fall Guys, yeah. you're just dressed as a slushy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. They just, they're hurling themselves at the camera frame by frame. <laughs> oh my God. You know, it would be like next level is the version of Mosquito Dan. That's one of those little sewer monsters sticking up out of the headless spot yeah that's horrific yeah and i love it uh so yeah again you can submit those through email to the cast at the great show podcast.com or you can go to our website and submit through the contact us form and the deadline for that again will be november the first and we will announce the winners uh, on the following week uh, today, if you were hearing this on the day that it launches, is the last day if you want to get into the swag tier or the t-shirt tier on Patreon. That will roll around again in January. And we actually have some new founder slots. Kim, who you have all heard on Perilous Tides, is running a Monster of the Week game. I believe two of those slots are already taken, so there are two of those left uh, for the founders tier, which gets you all the swag, plus gets you run through a Monster of the Week game once a month. Uh, and you can find all of the info on that at patreon.com slash the crit show. That's two slots left at the time of recording. If it's different by the time we publish, I just want to get ahead of this so you can't get your lawyers involved. <laughs> that's right? fair. Yeah, you. that's fair. That's fair. Uh, and we actually just had a slot open up in Tass's. Uh, Tass is running Worlds in Peril. So if you have heard Hero Salad or you're in the mood to play a superhero game, uh, we actually just had that slot open up. Uh, so I don't know how long it will be there, but we do have a slot open in Tass's game. And lastly, uh, thank you for all of the submissions we have gotten thus far for the Art Apocalypse, uh, Damien O'Doodles. Uh, the submission time at the time that we are recording this right now isn't over yet. Normally, I think we would announce that winner this week, uh, but we will announce that winner next week. I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. Sounds like you're hurting the kids. Mama comes, you're going to be in trouble. We just want to find the place and go. That's it. That's all we want. If you even help us like find the right spot, we'll help you. If you tell me where you're trying to get to, maybe I can could lead you there through here. But you got to take me with you when you go. I don't. I just don't want to live here anymore. And uh, I'm just I'm going to go up to the door and knock. Hi, I'm Tass. How are you? Uh, what can I do for you? I found something. I was led to believe this is where I should return it. As he holds his salt shaker up at you, just past him, behind a tree, you see a larger man with a dark beard peering around the tree looking at you. Actually, I, f- I forgot something uh, inside, uh, and I close the door, <laughs> and I lock it. <laughs> All right, Jake, let's, let's just go. I'm going to leave the salt shaker here. I just think... I don't know. I think she needs to see it or have it, or maybe she just needed to hold it. What can I do? As you have this thought, the swirling pink and purple energy fills your eyes, and the built-up glow ripples out in a wave. And as it touches the walls of your home, they vanish, and the energy continues rolling out, and it touches the trees and the grass, which also vanish. But as it passes over your neighbor, Stu, who just waved at you as he started to mow his lawn, you see his skin turn waxy and pale, and his smile fills with jagged yellow teeth. Megan, you have triggered this memory that has caused energy to pour down your arm into your hand, into your fingers, and when you snapped, the energy spread around you, making your walls invisible, clearing away the grass and the trees, and revealing the true nature of your neighbor Stu, not a happy-looking 70-year-old man with gray and black hair, but a waxy-skinned creature with bulging, milky eyes and jagged yellow teeth. What are you doing? 
So was he looking at me when I saw him change or is he just still mowing his lawn? He's just still mowing his lawn, but you notice that he's not actually pushing anything, but he is walking as if he is. So did everything snap back to what I was seeing before or am I seeing him still as this thing pushing nothing? Yeah, after you saw his true form, everything clicks back to the way that it was. And so you are standing in your kitchen again. I reach out to the the table and put my hand on it to see if it goes through. It doesn't. It's real. I rub my eyes <laughs> and I'll go over to where I can see Stu through the window and just watch him for a second. Watch him push this lawnmower and try and see if I can catch any glimpse of what I just saw him change into. Yeah, he is pushing the lawnmower and after a moment he stops and digs a handkerchief out of his back pocket, dabs at his brow and he actually sees you in the window and he waves once again and puts the handkerchief back away in his pocket and continues to mow. I give a little nervous wave back at him and then back the hell away from the windows. Uh, I think maybe I go up to my room where where I don't think anybody can see me from outside. And I think I'm still clutching the salt shaker through all of this. And I think I just want to inspect it a little more now, open it up and see what the hell's inside. <laughs> so yeah, you open it up and you start to troll through your memories again. Roll clear the cobwebs. That's a five. <laughs> so you take one point of mental exhaustion and you do not get any more memories from this salt shaker. And as you were sitting on your bed looking at the salt shaker, there's a knock at your door. Jake and Tass, you have woken up. It is the next morning. And you do remember both of you falling asleep about the same time right around midnight. I remember that. I remember falling asleep. Yeah, like you were kind of awake and you were both talking a little bit and then um, you heard the bell in the clock tower signaling midnight and that's the last thing you remember. I feel like that would ring suspicious for me because I sleep less and fall asleep later in good conditions. I've known you for years and you've never gone to bed at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything like to suss out whether that's weird to me or do I just feel like that's weird and do with that what I will? Yeah, no, I think for you, you feel like that's weird. Maybe tasks not quite so much, uh, but for you, it feels strange. You don't remember really settling down to like, oh, now I sleep. You were maybe headed that direction, but yeah. Um, so I guess as we're gathering ourselves in the morning, I'll be like, did you just like conk out at midnight? Uh, now that you say that, I guess, yeah, I do remember hearing the bells and we didn't talk about anything after that. I guess I did just kind of crash. That seems weird. Like I also just, I feel like I just crashed, but like I can never fall asleep mid conversation. Huh? So midnight is some witching hour in this town. Something to put everybody to sleep, keep people complacent. We could ask our pal down here if she knows anything about that. I wonder if she also just crashed out at midnight. And actually, as you say her name, Selena comes around the corner. Oh, morning. Hey, welcome back. Oh, thanks. Hey, uh, do you know what happens at midnight? Here? Yeah. Like we were just kind of talking last night and then the bell chimed midnight and then I woke up. Yeah, everything resets at midnight. Resets? Yeah. Like, so like this place is on a loop? Uh, I don't quite know about the about the folk. I don't go up top, but I know that things like if there's something broken, it gets repaired. Food kind of replenishes. Just stuff resets. You said loop at some point. I feel like I owe you. Like you called this kind of. Huh. Yeah, I guess I would have thought of it more of like a, a mental thing. But if the whole place loops, that's like a whole other different kind of control, I guess. So I wonder if anyone will remember anything about us topside. Oh, God, if we have to, like, have the whole conversation with her again. 
we're just going to keep getting doors shut in the face. No, I think it was right to leave the salt up there. Maybe that won't happen. I mean, plus, if it does, it literally can't possibly go worse. So fair. No matter what, this interaction could only be an improvement if we started over from scratch. That's true. (laughs) But like maybe the police aren't looking for us now. That's a good point. Unfortunately, I think there's only one way to find out. And it's to go back up there. Do you think we go back up there already? How long do we give this? Should we go up and knock on her door again and see if she remembers us or if anything's better? Or do we need to, like, wait another day? No, I I think we just go. I think we just try and see what happens. And if she doesn't know us, then we know it's a loop and we just give it a try. Uh, if she does, maybe that starts out bad because she probably still won't want us to come in, but at least... I don't know, at least maybe we'll have a gauge on if the salt shaker did anything, right? Yeah, I guess. Whatever it does, if it's like a gradual thing, maybe we'll be able to pick up some change. Or maybe it's just like an all or nothing. Maybe come midnight, it unreset things. Yeah, I I guess the only way to know for sure is to go knock on a door, huh? I suppose. So if we're hoping that nobody remembers us up there, uh, the flaming sword did get us in trouble. So do we leave our stuff down here now now that we know that we've got like a little corner that's out of range of everything should we just leave our shit down here so that we can actually go up there and not immediately be on threat radar shit yeah i guess i mean or just you could go you know me me hiding behind a tree was also a huge problem last time so if you just want to go up and try and tackle that on your own and see what happens i can stay down here with our stuff fair point like we'll just go together to that same spot it's literally in front of her house i'll just leave you with the spear and i'll run up and see what happens well no i feel like we should stay like i should stay down here with the stuff i think as soon as a spear and a burning sword are up on street level yeah no no we'll just go to that manhole and you stay down at the one that's close to her house oh, okay yeah i get it sounds good okay Selena, if you are so willing, we would love uh, to get led back to that spot. Oh, sure. And she leads the two of you back through the sewers to the other side of town. I think you have gone through the sewers with her a couple times now, so you don't need to roll anything. Except one of you roll luck. Who should do it? Uh, not metagaming at all. I think you should. (laughs) Totally. 13. All right. So, Megan, there is a knock at your door. What are you doing? I think I go downstairs and I try and walk very carefully, not wearing my shoes because I want to avoid any footstep sounds and just very gingerly put my hands on either side of the doorframe and look through the people. On the other side, you see the man who arrived at your house yesterday and presented you with the salt shaker. He's nervously looking back over his shoulder towards the street and then back towards the door. I put the salt shaker in my pocket and I I lock the door with the chain, uh, but then open it. So it opens just a ways so that I can talk through it without having to open it fully. Oh, hi. Hello again. Hi. Who are you? This is going to sound like a weird question. Do you remember me? Yeah, I remember you. Who are you? My name's Tass. And, uh, well, long story short, that salt shaker, I, I don't know what purpose it serves, but I knew I had to get it back here. And so we did. And so I'll just tell you, it was us that broke in, probably pretty obviously, last night and and put it here in the house where it was supposed to go. And then we left. And there's some weird stuff going on in this town. And I don't know what to make of any of this, except that somehow it's tied to you. So I'm sorry. I know this is all bizarre. And I don't know how to prove it to you, but 
myself and my friend were were just here to try to help you. So you're not you're not one of the things like like Stu. I saw him for a, a second and he didn't look right. Whoa. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Who is Stu? My neighbor. He's mowing. He's mowing his lawn. I think. And I like look out the window again to see if he's still over there. Yeah, he is still pushing the little gas-powered mower. Montas, you look over and you see a 70-year-old man uh, with salt-and-pepper hair, a handkerchief hanging out of his back pocket, slowly pushing a, a mower. Don't look at him. Don't look at him. Oh, okay, okay. And I'll look back to the door. Damn it, just come, come inside. And I'll close the door, unlock it, and just grab him by the arm and pull him inside and close the door behind me. Yeah, you pull him inside and close the door behind him. All right, just stay calm. What did you see him do? He didn't do anything. He was he was pushing his lawnmower, but it wasn't there. And he was he was doing the same thing he's doing now, but he didn't look like himself. And everything reset. The pancake mix was still there. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Everything reset. What do you mean? Like overnight? Yeah, I I woke up and I was thinking about the break-in that I had and these weird guys that showed up at my house. And I had to call the cops and there was supposed to be somebody standing outside. And I, I went to make some waffles and I was almost out of syrup yesterday. And now it, there's plenty in there. Everything reset. All the ingredients, everything reset. The date's the same as yesterday. Okay, this is going to be a lot. But I think that you're... Well, I don't think. I know that you're in... This whole thing, this town, it's some kind of a, like a pocket dimension. I don't know why. I don't know who you are. I don't know the significance of any of this, except it's something important to a very bad man. And I don't know what you know about things like magic and things resetting and people not being who they seem like they are, but all that shit's real. (laughs) It is, and it's wild, and we're trying to piece it together, too, as we go. Somehow you're tied to that, and uh, my buddy and I can get you out of here, but I'm not going to force you. (laughs) I just want to try to figure out who you are and how you're tied to this so that we can know how to help you. I just don't understand what's going on. This is my home. This is my life, and it's, it's my life. But I also, I know that it's not. I'm remembering things. So something chasing me in an alleyway and something with this damn salt shaker. And I pull it out and I I look at it again and I hold it out to him. And I said, why did you give this to me? I, I have memories of it, but I don't I don't know how I was. There was salt in the air and I was putting it back in. But I, it was like in the air and I like I channeled it in and it felt good and it felt right. And I felt like I had control, but I, I don't know that I can do that. I mean, I've, I've seen it, so it must be true. Right. But why? <sighs> That's a lot of questions. Can I ask you one first before we go any deeper here? I guess. What's your name? <laughs> My name's Megan. Megan. And you're t- Tass? Tass, yep. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you too, I guess. Sorry, that sounded rude. I didn't mean to sound rude, but... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's chill. We're all chill. This is all crazy town. We know it. It's fine. Oddly, we're used to that. Because my friend and I, his name's Jake, this sort of stuff is what we do. We're some of the few people that know that, you know, the the things that go bump in the night, all that shit's real. And for the most part, it's, uh, you know, it's not obvious to everybody. And we try to fight the things that are dangerous. And there's a guy out there that is very dangerous. And he's trying to, well, sort of level the playing field between us, the ones that hunt the meanies, and... Well, the meanies. And I'm getting the feeling that you're 
like us. For some reason, he wanted you put away, and we found the salt shaker. We found that very well hidden, and, well, it led us to you. So, I know that's a lot. It's crazy, but this might feel like your home, but you said it. You know that it's not. None of this is real. And if you looked across the street and you saw your neighbor and he wasn't your neighbor, that's bad, too. That makes me think that, well, I don't know, maybe nobody here is real, and you just are the inmate. Oh, fuck. Yeah, but it's okay, because we're here, and we're going to help, somehow, definitely. How, how do you sound both confident, <laughs> and if you have no idea if that's true or not? Years of practice. Okay, uh, how do we get out? Well, we have a spot where we came in, but if we're being honest, I don't know if we have to, like, destroy this place to get out. My buddy, he's the one that's kind of better with the magic stuff. He's the one that got us here, but his stuff is a little wonky inside of here. So the best I can offer you is maybe come with us. We'll just work together and, and see if we can kind of backtrack and, and make our way back out. Well, I mean, I, I definitely don't want to stay by myself, but I, I don't know. I feel like I have to I have to try and figure out. I don't know who I am, really. I mean, I, I work here. I live here. That's what I know. But apparently none of it's real. So what is? What's the truth? H how do I figure that out? That I don't have an answer for. Maybe getting you out of this place will help that? We also know there is a thing here under the town. A thing? Yeah, so there are these, like, leeches, and they affect people here. And again, I don't know if everybody here is like some kind of monster, or just your neighbor, or if there's a little of both or what. But at the very least, I know that I plugged up a hole that is a pipe that those things come up through in the middle of the night, and it's my guess that they have something to do with getting on you and resetting your mind somehow, or something like that. They, they do something to keep this town going the way it is. I plugged that up, I left the salt shaker here, and you started remembering things, and you started seeing things for what they really are. So we gotta, we gotta do something about that, whether it's just get the hell out, or maybe go fight Big Mama that's sending these things out. So these things are taking my memories? Maybe they're taking them, maybe they're blocking them, maybe they're... I don't know. Like, Jake and I, we got hit, sort of. We had a few of them on us, and we fell hard uh, into the sewer, and it jarred us, and... Like, we started feeling fuzzy. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's real gross, though. Do you think if we get rid of them, I'll get my memories back? Like, they took them? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, uh, yeah, if you think you can get us out of here without any leeches or whatever the hell my neighbor is, then lead the way, man, I, I guess. All right. Hey, we got this. You're going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. I have no doubt. We've seen some shit. And this is not the weirdest. It's up there. But we got this, okay? I mean, again, I only kind of believe you, but sure. Fair. Um, I'm going to tell you, we're going to go over there and we're going to literally climb down into the sewer. And at least one thing right off the bat is going to be a little jarring because there's someone down there that is kind of sort of like a monster. And she's been helping us and she's lovely, but she is also sort of under the thrall of whatever mama is that's out controlling the little leeches. Um, so I think if we're careful and we stick with her, she can guide us through, but just, you're going to get a quick dose of, of more of that monster shit, okay? Okay, I, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of the, okay, I guess, 
in pretty much everything we do. <laughs> I mean, I'm finding it hard to be surprised. Okay, but but follow me here. You've, you've seen something. You've had some sparks of memory. You said being chased by something. Like all that stuff's there, right? Yep. Okay, so that's a start. That's a start. We've got you on the right path, and we're just going to keep going with that, okay? Okay, yep, we're good. Let's do this. Is there anything you need? I don't know. Is any of this real? Um, no, I guess probably not really. Oh, that's so crazy to wrap my head around. Um, all right. Uh, no, I, I guess I should probably hold on to the salt shaker, but... Yeah, yeah, that is real. Can confirm. Uh, yeah, hold on one second. And I'll go into the kitchen and, um, grab a Pop-Tart. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's do the damn thing. And I'll head for the door. Okay, going back out in the street and down into the sewer? Yeah, I think so. As you are both partway down the sidewalk headed towards the street, you hear a voice call out, Oh, Megan, you're just the person I was wanting to talk to. Uh, I turn around. You see Officer Harrison, the police chief here. Oh, uh, hi. Hi, Officer. Uh, what can what can I help you with? Who's your friend? Oh, um, this is this is Tass. He's a he's an old friend. Oh yeah? Uh-huh. Well, nice to meet you, Tass. Where are you from? Uh Indiana. Oh, we don't get a lot of folk from Indiana around here. Oh, yeah? We honestly don't get a whole lot of visitors around here. Oh, well, this is a lovely town. It really is. It really is. We like to make sure that everybody passes through, gets a nice visit, and oh, surely you're a nice, law-abiding uh, young man. No problems from you, I assume? Oh, I wouldn't know what laws to break or why to do it. Well, that's good to hear. And he just stands there on the sidewalk watching the two of you. Um, I'm... I'm actually really glad that you're here. I thought I saw somebody outside my house yesterday, um, and I did not recognize them. And they were standing out uh, behind a tree. Big fellow with a beard. You know, I couldn't see much detail, but I could tell that it was somebody tall and they were hiding behind a tree, but they were definitely looking at my house. And I just don't really feel comfortable going back there right now, uh, which is why my friend Tass and I are are going for a walk together. But I would real feel safe if you just went over and, and just kind of looked around and see if you could find any clues or... Uh, roll manipulate someone. That's a nine. Well, yeah, you know what? I'll uh, go and take a look around back behind your house and check the lock and talk with a couple of the neighbors, make sure that they didn't see anybody suspicious. He gives a sidelong glance to Tess. That would make me feel so much safer. Yeah. Why don't you come along with me so you can describe what you saw? Um, Basically, what I told you is, is it? I really don't feel safe going anywhere near there, honestly. Yeah, I know. But unfortunately, that's my condition for your mixed success. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yep. Yep. I think that I can definitely do that. Tass, did you, did you want to come with or did you want to go meet me later at the cafe that we talked about meeting up at? Totally up to you. Uh, no, I think I think I'll stay with you. You know, I kind of want to see too. We were rushing to get you out of the house, so I didn't really stop to look around. Oh no, that's not necessary. I don't want to scare anyone else in the town with the presence of no offense, a stranger at their front door. I think that myself and Megan talking to them make everybody feel a whole lot more secure. I mean, oh. surely if he's with me, he's not a not really a stranger, right? And I I link arms with Tass. Obviously, he's a He's a trusted friend, just there to make me feel safe. So why would anyone be suspicious? Roll manipulate someone. That's a seven. <laughs> I have a negative one charm. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I would hate to break the two of you up after such a fresh reunion, but uh, you have to understand, I'm going to have to pat you down to see what you got on you. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. I just, you know, want you to be aware. I am carrying. I do have a sidearm. I have, uh, 
you know, license for it and everything. Um, well, <laughs> you'll see why. And I actually pull out my FBI badge. <laughs> when you pull that badge out, he freezes for a moment and you see that one of his eyes blinks a couple of times and it almost seems like color of the eye changes and then it's back to normal. Interesting. Oh, yeah. How long you uh, you been with the FBI? Not incredibly long. It's been about a year, year and a half. Uh huh. Anything else I'm going to find interesting on you? Um, just my wallet. Uh, I've got a nice, uh, a nice necklace from my uh, mother. And as you say the necklace, you see the same thing again, that his left eye blinks four or five times. And every time it opens, it seems like the eye's a different color. And you can see that he's looking at the necklace. Uh, as he's doing that blink, can I open up my sight and see if that shows me anything about him? Sure, we'll investigate a mystery. Okay. <laughs> no, mm -mm. I'm using the charge that I have in Willem's fortune. All right, so you get a hold too. Okay, I saw those eyes work. Can I figure out what can it do? You've seen a similar effect with the goggles that TJ used to carry. You have the distinct impression that every time that eye shifts color, they're seeing the world in a different way. Lovely. And philosophically, it's beautiful. <laughs> What's being concealed here? The thing being concealed here is that as you look over Officer Harrison with this ability to see the invisible, you get a brief glimpse of his true form. You see a smallish man, maybe four foot three, covered in dozens of eyeballs, all of them looking in different directions, blinking independently of one another. Some of them look human. Some of them look like animals' eyes, some eyes you've never seen before. Oh, boy. Um, How many eyes do I think I can poke out with one kick some ass roll? With just what, your hands? Yeah, if I'm doing the, you know, the chops, the, 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 the knife hands. Yeah. Knife hand strikes. I mean, I think 10 max if you open hand style. Oh, God. I need you to understand. I'm not kidding. What is the effect you're trying to get? Ultimately, to jar him like i want him to be in enough pain to like reel back and give us a moment for me to try to escape with megan i think this is going to be an act under pressure okay that's a nine so on a mixed success you can disorient him for a moment with your three stooges-esque attack but he's going to do something that will hurt you as well he's going to cause some confusion amongst the two of you or in the scramble to get away, you're going to leave something behind. I think I leave something behind. As Harrison starts to move around you to frisk you, Megan, you see Tass lash out with both hands and start poking his body. <laughs> and it causes him to recoil backwards. Go, go, go. Yeah, I start just turning on a heel to dead sprint towards that manhole cover. Uh, I, <laughs> I follow. This is crazy. This looks insane. But I don't know what else to do. So, yeah, I'm running. <laughs> I'm running right there with him. All right. You both have enough time to get over to the manhole cover and lift it and climb down inside. We got to go. We got to go. Where? I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, the sheriff isn't really a sheriff. It's like this thing covered in eyes and he was totally on to me and he was trying to isolate her, but she kind of remembers some stuff. We just, we got to go. Covered in eyes. And Megan, as your eyes start to adjust, you see the bearded man from behind the tree standing here. Roll clear the cobwebs. And it is seeing him that has triggered this memory. 
10. You get to hold three. What is my most important memory of this person? You remember having just left your home. You're not exactly sure why you left, but you know that you can't go back. And feeling like this thing inside of you, whatever this energy is, is dangerous and bad and should be hidden. And you're sitting at a diner drinking a cup of coffee. These thoughts weighing you down. When on the TV screen, on the news, appears a story about this man standing in front of you fighting this giant lizard in downtown Indianapolis. And he declares himself to be a superhero and tells everyone that there are bigger things out there than they understand. And in this moment, it makes you realize that maybe in this weirdness, you're not alone. And you make the decision to find help controlling whatever it is you can do. And just real quick, mechanically, I do want to say that you asked once so far, what can I do? And the playbook move that you unlocked was Jinx. Having this memory of feeling like I have to seek help for these these powers, can I ask that same question again? What can I do? Absolutely. You see yourself and your family, your mom and your dad and your opa, and you are all standing around the dining room table and there is an argument and this same purple pink swirling energy flows out of you and everything in the room starts to float slowly then much faster and things start to dart around the room as your frustration and your anger builds up and you see the table smash against the wall you see the salt shaker smash against the side of your opa's head you see glasses shatter on the ground and knives and forks stick into the wall and that unlocks telekinesis okay yeah having this this memory of using using one power and then remembering another, can I push further into those memories and try and figure out if there's anything else that I can do? You have a memory sitting around the living room. Your family is there as well as some of your extended family, and people are chatting and having conversations, joking, the voices are topping one another, and you hear your mother say something and you respond, and she gives you a startled look. And when you ask her what's wrong... She brushes it off, but gives you a strange moment of silence before joining back into the conversation. And as this night goes on, that happens more and more frequently, that you're answering people's unasked questions, things that they haven't given voice to. And with that, you unlock telepathy. And standing next to the man who triggered all these memories is a purple-skinned woman with black eyes and a round mouth filled with needle-like teeth. And she's wearing a pair of overalls that look eerily similar to the ones you're wearing. Oh, hey, tree guy. And oh, shit. Oh, I mean, uh, hi. Oh, hi. And I look at Tass and I just kind of like give him a nod like, okay, this is the thing I'm not supposed to freak out about. And I I give the thumbs up. Oh, you told me that overalls were coming back. I didn't know you meant even here. (laughs) Are we getting out of here? If we can. Yes. Jake, Megan, Selena, everyone knows each other. She's starting to remember stuff. Stuff does reset overnight, except whoever these wardens are, are like monsters and they're keeping her here. Later, Tass, later. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Yep. Okay, I will look at Megan and say, are you cool with uh, like a magic thing happening right now? I guess, yeah. Uh, Okay, then I'll look at Selena and say, I'll be back. And I will lay hands on both Megan and Tass and teleport us to where we came in. All right, so Jake, you lay hands on Megan and Tass. You all vanish in a burst of flame. And in the brief moment before you appear at the clearing in the forest inside the fire, you see the executioner in his flaming winged form. You must be very careful. You dance on the precipice of disaster. 
You have taken the task to destroy those things which matter to Grigori Nash. This place is more dangerous than you know. You must either destroy it or leave it untouched. For if you take simply one thing from him, you leave a trail of breadcrumbs that will lead to your end. And then the three of you are in the forest. I throw up. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, God. Yeah, it's jarring. All right. You, what, what do you do? Do you go get Selena and then do we set up your thing again? If some of you want to get out of here, I can try and open up the portal again and get some people out, but I can't go yet. What? We've got to raise this place. Okay. If we just take her and we go, Nash is going to know that we were here and what we were here for and what our objective was. We've got to leave nothing behind. Wait, wait, what What if it's not just me? What if there's other people that are trapped here? I mean, there's got to be some way to like suss out who's what in here. How'd you find out about the freaky sheriff? I could see him. I could open my sight and see a glimpse of it. I don't know if that's going to be true for everything. If, you know, they're all different things, I don't know that that will work. Well, I see two options. Either we take you around and have you look at everyone and see if anyone doesn't read as something wrong, or we cause a huge, huge spectacle and see if anyone doesn't leap at it like a normal person might not. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know I'm in. Megan, do you want us to get you out of here for sure? Or do you want to kick some ass with us? Uh, I don't know how much help I'll be. I know that there's some things that I can do. I just, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do them, but I'll I'll try. If we think this whole place is being propped up on Mama's back, then if we take her out first, that might answer these questions for us. If she's putting up an illusion of some kind and she stops putting up the illusion, maybe we just get eyes on who's what in here. Yeah, okay. Oh boy, we're going to have to ask Selena to make like a full heel turn on her mama at this point, I think, because she's going to have to get us there. Yeah, she's going to have to get us there. And then once she's there, do whatever mama tells her to. I might be able to throw up a trap around her again so that she can't interfere. Well, I wish I hadn't teleported us over here because now we just need to go back literally where we were a moment ago. What if the sheriff's still there? I'm going to poke out some more goddamn eyes, I guess. What can you do? Well, I I can make things move. I have some memories of that, of, of making salt go back into the salt container and making things fly around my living room. Um, I think I have this thing where I can make like accidents or basically coincidences happen when I want them to. Um, and I can hear people's thoughts. I remember all of that. I don't know if there's more, but those are the things that I have had memories of today. Holy crap. That's intense. Okay. Do we want to try and teleport right back there or do we want to go in on foot and start tripping alarms here and getting reactions and stuff on our way? That's tough because on one hand, if we're just going to go from here, I might get a look and see if there's any other regular people here. On the other hand, if there aren't regular people here, we're just pissing off all of the monsters on our way. True. Based on my knowledge of this town, is there anywhere that I can think of that might be a good vantage point for Tass to get a good look at people without uh, drawing a lot of suspicion? The bell tower. I mean, you could get up to the bell tower. That might give you a good lookout without having a lot of people staring at you. 
sounds good to me. Let's go. Are you sure you don't want to make that trip on your own? Because I don't think I'm going to do you any favors trying to sneak to the bell tower with you. She might be helpful. I'm not going to be any good to you. I'm lumbering about in my armor with a burning sword like I'm not. I am the attention drawer of the group. Sure. Sounds good. Jake, listen for growling and gunshots. Can do. I think they're all... Again, if it's all monsters, they're going to be looking for me anyway, so I don't know that it matters if I take the spear or not at this point. Yeah, at this point, I'd really kind of hate for you to be without it. Yeah, I'm going to take it. I'm going to start uh, laying some groundwork for getting us out of here. Sounds good. All right, so the two of you set off across town with Megan leading you through the alleys and the streets, and you are able to get to the clock tower. You make it inside and up to the top where you can see out across this small town. As you get to the top and rest your hand on the bell to get purchase tasks, this white light emanates from your eyes and you get a vision. You see a big blank space and you see Gregory Nash walking through this blank space and next to him is that small eye-covered creature. Gregory points at a spot and one of the eyes on the creature blinks and grass appears. It blinks again and trees appear, then streets and buildings, the firehouse, the police station, the bell tower. Grigori nods with approval and makes a gesture with one hand and a portal appears. And through the portal comes what looks like an ogre, but it's got leeches all over its body. And so it is docile. And you see this happen again and again and again. And as this vision spins forward and you see these portals open and these creatures being let in, you are filled with the knowledge that everyone in this town is some kind of monstrous prisoner that were deemed too dangerous to walk the earth. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Cam Kander? Yeah, that was a strange thing. A prolific creator who disappeared suddenly in 2020. Eccentric, weird, inscrutable. Cam Kander was like a 21st century Howard Hughes. Nothing is known. Cam Kander, man, woman, non-binary person... No idea. Cam Kander, an enigma, a cipher, a mystery. Was Kander a genius or insane? Is there a difference? And one day, Cam Kander vanished into thin air. Off the map, off the radar, like Amelia Earhart. From me, BK Will, in conjunction with Trojan Cat Media, a division of Leave me alone. I don't have anything to say about Cam Kander. Comes a shocking six-part documentary series. Cam Kander is a Rorschach test. 
It's a MacGuffin stuffed inside a red herring, shoved down a rabbit hole that leads to a blind alley. Ham Cantor is out there, waiting to make their glorious return. Like a cult leader? No, like a messiah. Discover Who is Cam Cander, a new investigative podcast coming Wednesday, September 1st, wherever you listen to podcasts.